0: Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny podcast. I'm your not so humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me as per usual, we have Aaron Flottam.
1: Hey John, what's going on, man? Uh I think this show is cursed.
0: <laughs> but we're not recording on a day where there's a Bucks game, I guess. No, but
1: but we didn't have a single podcast after a Bucks win <laughs> during the during the Boston series. Right, but because, two of them because were we, we, because in. we offset one day last week. We managed not to get a single win yeah. <laughs> for the last three weeks
0: yeah it's a stretch um yeah but we are officially dead set in the doldrums now so yeah we're bring gonna see nuker, where we go bring
1: on and brats
0: we had been uh hoping to have uh wendy joining us this week but uh something came up so wendy hansen who's been on the show several times uh, if you're a long-time listener uh, not really that long, I don't, it's, but it has been longer than we'd like that uh, we've had her on. And uh, she she definitely knows more about baseball than we generally do. She's she's there day in, day out. Goes to a lot more games, too. I don't know how she manages right. that. Well, I know because she, she doesn't have a bunch of children to drag around everywhere. She doesn't
1: have children. That's, that's key, John. Yeah. Yes.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a big difference between uh, my life and hers, I suppose. But that's, you know that's all neither here nor there uh either way um welcome into the Scotty Johnny podcast uh ooh uh we're in it now i guess uh we're just waiting for we're we'll talking baseball a lot and we're going to be talking um we're going to be talking whatever else we can find in Wisconsin sports probably start some uh northwoods league action as soon as the college baseball season ends up here uh but additionally we're going to do our big uh, you know as you know following our show we do a requiem to a season for every team when their season ends when their last playoff game uh, we're going to do that next week this week we're not going to do the that whole thing we're just going to talk about the last couple games kind of what happened we'll recap the whole season Pete's going to join us next week it sounds like yep so yeah.
1: barring, barring barring injury yes he will be here next
0: <laughs> barring week so. injury. Uh the injuries have happened already. Um I know. we are we are injured, but that's we're, we're going to we'll go back through it, give ourselves a week to kind of get more clear-eyed and 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 reflect back on a season and uh we'll see where we are. But uh, anyways, a a, a, fa- a p-
1: fairly odd season for the Bucks if you stop and think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. It was a very odd season. It was a and uh, I'll get more into it during the Bucks uh, part 2, but like we're in we're fully in the doldrums in mid-May again which uh is still is still better than years when the bucks were stunk and we ran out of things to talk about in february you know <laughs> so you know and it was just draft talk and packer speculation you know last year right. we got last year we yeah. got spoiled uh having the season delayed and the bucks playing well into july yeah,
0: that's true yeah it was right up to the packer season so we had we had just had no downtime we were just going
1: Right, something of which I mean, I know the NBA is very smart; they're very good at marketing, but uh, I don't know why they didn't change it, to keep it that way because it kind of made sense. It really did. Um, uh, they, they didn't, they didn't they battle didn't. football at all, and the playoffs weren't even up against the draft at that point. It was just late season up against the draft. It was, it seemed like perfect timing for NBA. But I mean, they, they, they have their ways. But uh, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll talk more about my thoughts about. Um, what playing into july how that might have affected this season too
0: that's true too all right well anyhow thank you for joining us as we we tell you every week you're you can always follow this show on twitter as well uh our twitter feed is scotty johnny pod you can follow me at not so humble host and aaron i know you can you can be found on the twitter uh how do people find you
1: you can find me at cheddar talk john at cheddar talk uh not, not a lot of controversy this week uh, <laughs> uh, co- coach coach Budface included me in a couple uh tweets that of course being the handle of friend of the show Pete um but uh yeah, coach Budface uh <laughs> included me in a couple tweets that won't go away and I don't want to block them because I'm afraid I block Coach Budface, if I do, I'm not sure how to stop the conversation, <laughs> but it's <laughs> two days after the game and they won't stop. So, and besides that, and then uh, I, I already pre, already, already, I'm in my preseason for trolling Bears fans. It's the time of year when I uh, <laughs> go after Bears fans, not with all vitriol, but uh, I uh, I like to point out their their factual problems, like someone saying, you know, uh, uh, flippantly that. Uh, Justin Fields should be expected at least to go for, you know, 3,500 yards, 26 and nine, and then rush for 550 (laughs) and another five touchdowns. I said, that's, that's MVP numbers. And then they came back and they're like, well, it's not MVP numbers. And I was like, that's actually 200 total yards less than Lamar Jackson's MVP season. Now it's 10 touchdowns less, but I you're going to get that's you're going to get MVP consideration if you put up a season like that. So, uh, you know, I'm already, I'm prepping for it. I hope Justin Fields doesn't work out for the bears. Cause, uh, I'm setting myself up for disaster. If he does.
0: <laughs>
1: Fabulous.
0: Yeah. That's going to be great.
1: That, that's those are, those are the character arcs this week on uh, at cheddar talk, John.
0: That's so good. All right. But, uh, beyond that, yeah, thank you for joining us again, and we'll kick right into everything that we have here in the segment of the show that we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right, we're gonna start off with Bucks again, uh, because you know, there we're in the playoff. And um I guess the only thing me... you can say about this, the one big takeaway is. The the Celtics shot lights out in a way that they had never done in any in this season at all. It's it's not a thing you could have expected they would do. Um one game they lost because Al Horford had the greatest game of his entire career. Um and uh-huh. then just Tatum was hitting every, Tatum and Brown and even White were coming in and hitting every single three hand in their face every time. They weren't getting a ton of open looks. But every shot was going in. They were shooting forty five percent at times from mm-hmm. three. Right. Uh couple of that with the Bucks shooting sixteen percent from three, and you can't win right. that game. I don't care what the refs did or didn't do, and they were they were not great, but I mean it doesn't matter. You lost because one team shot in the, the mid forties from three and the other one shot sixteen percent. You can't win that game. You just can't. Unless you have Wilt Chamberlain. You know, just yeah. you can't
1: well this this series against boston um and i've got some opinions formed based on a lot of stuff that i heard over the course of today uh jim bozarski uh from the journal sentinel milwaukee journal sentinel who uh friend of the show pete reminded me is not a milwaukee guy he is not a bucks fan so he is a very objective um objective a reporter when it comes to the bucks and kind of always has been i was i've always liked jim Ozarski's reporting he's he's pretty much straight to the point uh and then uh heller had some points that he made too that night that i heard that were okay um but basically so what the series came down to is that you know this year they're going to start awarding an mvp for the eastern and western finals so oh, okay um yeah. So, which that's cool. I don't mind a most, a, a most, outstanding a mop most outstanding player for the, the sure. finals series. That's cool. Last year's in the Eastern would have been Chris Middleton, you know, and mm-hmm. I've said some slanderous things about Chris Middleton on the show, <laughs> you know, at, at the end of the season and during the bulls, but uh, you know, he averaged 24 and a half points in, in the, in the Eastern finals last year and was lights out a couple of times. Um, you know, against the nets and his defensive presence, not that the bucks could have probably played any better defense and hold on. Wait, one, I've, I've a hot take here. Um, (laughs) not a hot take. It's a used take, but, um, uh, about the defense, you know, defense played about as well as it could have, um, you know, when you're scoring on offense, that limits transition offense of the other team out of defense, So if they're getting rebounds and running instead of having to inbound the ball, you know, it's a faster transition down the court. Plus it doesn't give your defense a chance to reset. But, um, I mean, Giannis went for 200, 150. He was amazing. Um, there's some flashes of brilliance from drew and the role player stunk. They did. And it didn't matter. You know, Orzowski even brought this up the whole, um, uh JV and um yeah. oh, god help me out here I, carter JV, I don't, JV, I don't John Carter I had Javian Clowney stuck oh, in my head yeah, just okay. <laughs> yeah yeah Carter ver- Carter versus um anybody he didn't play like no he didn't, didn't play matter who inside. he would have
0: played against he didn't get to play and that's the thing i guess that does right and George and
1: George Hill played and said what so what what's what's the point you know like that's not the guy that's going to change the series like you're losing 24 and a half points with Chris Middleton and the main people that need to make up that difference are, you know, you know, Portis and Connington Lopez, like Carter Allen, even, you know, he's the seventh option. Now, a friend of the show, Pete brought up that, you know, maybe putting in Jordan or, uh, uh, bring in uh, Nora for an offensive spark would have helped, you know, maybe, but, you know, Bud got Coach Bud, who's very stubborn, got burned playing too many players against Toronto, and he won a championship last year with basically a six-man rotation. Um, and so <laughs> so so if, so if you're going to sit there and zarski's point, and I, I'm kind of on board with this. It's like if you if it's getting down to Hill versus Carter, and that's your argument, you know that that's. Not it and then you know talking about coach buds drop defense and leaving them open to shoot threes that's that's he they live or die on defense by the other team making threes or not making threes an argument could be made that maybe they should have went with a smaller lineup to combat the three-point shooting but basically they would have had to trash their entire defensive philosophy which did win a championship and had got them to that point but if you're designing your defense around stopping williams and pritchard from shooting threes that would be like the opposing defense um designing their defense to stop George Hill and Grayson Allen you know it it's not sound you know you are trying to keep you're trying to keep Drew and you're trying to in a healthy world you're trying to keep Drew um and uh Drew and Giannis and Chris from scoring under 90 that that's that's what your that's what your goal is and then if you get beat by a role player you get beat by a role player and that's what happened to the bulls with grayson allen because they did everything they could to stop the big three they couldn't because Giannis is too good and then grayson burned them and in this round the celtics i mean tatum you didn't he wasn't really that i mean he was there but (sighs) john throughout this whole series like it's Ben Giannis and nobody else and Drew a little bit. And then the next highest scoring buck was Lopez had 17 in one game. I mean, yesterday, how many Celtics scored 20? Everybody was scoring on the Celtics. Like they were all scoring. And they were getting support from everywhere. The Bucks role players really didn't. Yeah. Whether it was because they were trying to make up minutes that they usually wouldn't be in the game with Chris gone. I mean, like I said I feel bad about some of the things I've said about Chris Middleton up to this point now cuz it it was it was obvious it was obvious it was really really obvious whether he's scoring or not him being on the court is he's better than the rest of them you know it's that thing you know when you have a better player everyone gets knocked down one peg as to their role of responsibility and it okay. it, it it yeah so there's that. That's that's my thoughts. So I'll shut up now and I'll, I'll even no, no, mute that's... myself and let you talk for a little bit. So,
0: <laughs> so I guess uh, to counter some of what you were saying, I mean, yeah, if you're saying if the argument is is Hill versus Carter and, and all that, but the one thing is too, like last year, Coach Bud had one player who did shut down defense and sometimes scored, and that was what Carter filling in for what they got when they when when they weren't able to hold on to. Um, yeah, I don't forget his name, but I mean, like, PJ Tucker, PJ Tucker, like, when you lose that, you had a different guy, and then you put in the guy who doesn't do that. Um, y- you went with a whole different formula than what won before. Um, also, when you say, Well, we lost Middleton, what are we gonna do? We're like, Well, you go to either Connington or an Allen, and uh, Connington's the guy who was doing it for you last year. and they said no. We're going to go with Allen. We we brought him in. He's the guy we have to put in here, and he wasn't it. I mean, he scored 37 total points for a seven game series.
1: What was Big uh, Cat put up? Big Cat's tweet yesterday: Grace and Allen really putting out that I don't belong here energy right now.
0: Yeah, he really, he really did. I mean, like we'll say this: you have to be fair to him. Uh, the Bulls series, he was great, um, but he was completely he was a missing person in in the series against the Celtics. Mm-hmm. And Bud we'll say this Bud's biggest problem is going up against good coaching. Um, mm-hmm. because he has the more talented team. He gets out coached by nurse. He got out coached by nurse cause he refused to change anything. And he got out coached by him. Uh, he got out coached by Spolstra a couple years ago in the bubble, just out coached. Spolstra is a much better coach than him. And he just got out coached this game. Um, I mean, and part of it as part of it's just you know the fluke luck of being able to shoot in the way that the Celtics did because that was right. not that. Um, this is.
1: <laughs> I, I tweeted well, this out. It was, too. It, Go ahead. I was gonna say it wasn't even as close to a series as the you know it shake shook out to be. I mean, <clears throat> Boston won a couple of games pretty convincingly. Um, the Bucks miracle their way out of one they could have probably won game 4 but didn't they let that one go um and game 2 wasn't really close either the only ones that the bucks really won even kind of convincingly was game 1 um and this leads me into what I was leading to in the in the pre in the uh, pregame or the, during the intro is that down the stretch here I, missing chris too also the, the minutes that these guys have had, and a lot of these guys covering down on, you know, how many players did the Bucks have this year? Twenty-five, I think it was, is what friend of the show Pete said. You know, <laughs> trying to save minutes off these guys, and these guys played into to July last year. And is it any surprise that the Bucks and the Suns both ran out of gas going into? These these playoffs because they played so late last year and had the shortest offseason in NBA history. And then, as friend of the show, Pete also pointed out, um, Drew and Chris and Booker, Devin Booker, all played in the Olympics.
0: That's true, too. Yeah.
1: So 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 those three dudes never had a day off. Drew played the whole season. Drew played a ton of minutes in the playoffs here. I mean, and Giannis was missing layoffs yesterday. Like
0: he was not alone. I
1: mean. They were they were gassed. They were th- these bucks have been gassed since game one or since game two against the Celtics. They came out and they punched the Celtics in the mouth and um, gave them a, gave them their all. Uh, even knocked Smart out of game two. Game two they lost. Game three and and then <laughs> you know game five was such a gutty perf- gutty performance, gritty gutty performance, just scraping. To get that win and it was like everything the bucks had and you saw it like we even we didn't even get a chance to talk about it yet but like them uh them uh, drew and Giannis hugging each other at the end of the game and they looked like they were just beat like just beat tired and i mean this whole team through this whole series outside of giannis looked tired and even giannis looked tired at the end like you could tell the wheels were just They they were, the tires were bald, man. The tread was gone. There wasn't anything left, you know?
0: Well, and then you look at the teams too. I'm just trying to double check on some of this, but I mean, like, didn't the Celtics go out in the first round last year and didn't the heat go on the first round last year? The answer is yes. I know that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: Yeah. They did. Yeah. They absolutely um, did.
0: Those are the teams in the Eastern conference finals or teams that went out in the first round last year. Um, and, and who's in the West now? It's uh golden state who didn't make the playoffs last golden year.
1: State, golden state and the Mavericks who just absolutely who, dismantled the Suns yesterday. And
0: the Mavericks who the went state. out in the first round last year. It is four teams who did <laughs> not Suns make the, me, the playoffs. The Suns
1: made year. me feel better about the box, by the way. I, I, I really have to give them credit on that one. Cause it was like, cause as I said to friend of the show, Pete at work today, I said, um, you know, at least like with the, the Bucks, it felt like they were fighting right to the end. And finally, with two minutes left, the towel was thrown in. And because otherwise it felt like the Bucks were going to fight to the end, even though they were losing and they kept losing and they were just taking punch after punch after punch. They were that prize fighter that was just getting destroyed, who's maybe past his prime. And, you know, like finally someone throw in the towel, please. Like, cause he ain't going to stop. So you're going to have to stop him before people get hurt. And, the Suns came out and just didn't play and I'm like well at least our team played <laughs> and tried yeah. really hard you know and things weren't going hot but there was no no question about their desire you know the Suns <laughs> right. come out and it's like oh dear um hmm, how, what was it 30 35 points in the first half oh
0: yeah it was like 70 to 35 or something somewhere along there
1: 20 yeah, it
0: was there, a, yeah. yeah it was a pretty awful awful game
1: because the final score is like 123 to 90 and it's like 123 to 90 and the score makes the game seem like it was closer than it was because that game was never that game was close for three minutes and then yeah
0: (laughs) yeah i'm just trying to go back to and looking at all the all the uh Uh, the conference games here and it's just kind of it's incredibly sad looking here because i've got like the grizzlies last year So in the West, the Suns had gone, obviously, all the way to the finals. They're out. Mavericks Mm -hmm. out in the first round last year. Warriors didn't make it. Grizzly out out in the first round last year. Um, And then in the the East, uh, Celtics Heat both out first round last year. And the uh, 76ers, who I guess did make the second round last year.
1: No, because they always lose in the second round, John. Remember.
0: Yeah. That's kind yeah. of their deal. <laughs> That's then, their bit. And then they just kind of implode on each other. Pa- and start Packers in
1: the NFC championship game, 76ers in the second round. Market.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, here's the thing. I'm not going to watch any more NBA basketball this year just because um, it's not an actually good product. Uh, I mean, it, it's yeah. good if what you're expecting is it's interesting people who are incredible athletes. I mean, like you can't take that mm-hmm. away from there. They're some of the most incredible athletes. In the world, in any sport, um, what they're doing is, I mean, especially now, the NBA is so much flopping. It is people. Uh, somebody put up a, a thing. I think it might have been Nathan Marzan uh, who put it up. And it was just like, if you go back and watch Shaquille O'Neal play, somehow nobody is getting thrown to the floor. He's not no. throwing everybody to the floor all the time. People playing against Shaq aren't getting thrown to the floor all the time. Every- Shaq's the
1: biggest, Shaq's the biggest dude to ever play the game.
0: Every time Giannis tries to back somebody down, they fall to the floor. I mean, yeah,
1: the NBA has a massive fro- flopping problem. There
0: was a time mm-hmm. in Game Three, I think it was, where Tatum fell to the fell to the ground, just thrown horribly to the ground. But the problem was, is that um, the player he was playing against actually it was Drew Drew Holiday stopped and did a spin move away from him, so there was mm-hmm. no contact, and it was super obvious. Um, he was expecting it and started throwing himself back. There was one yesterday or, you know, Sunday in the game there where uh, Marcus Smart does the like, oh, I'm falling and even looked back to make sure he knew where he was falling as he's going down because he'd already planned on it. It was ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. It makes
1: it hard well, you, to watch the game. You because, saw that, because it's You, fouls saw, you everywhere. saw the video that I posted from the Marcus Smart at the end of game. Three, right? When Drew stole the ball from him and he went flopping right at the end. Was er, that game
0: five game. It was game five.
1: Game five. There's yeah, so many. Great... Five, the end of game five when Drew stole the ball from him and he flopped on a steal.
0: There were so like many. Jump, and it's two steps, steps later. With his, yeah. Two yeah. steps after the steal. He jumps backwards. That was so many great memes from that because that is it's.
1: You saw that. You saw the one I did, though, right? With the do, 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 do. That's it's the best. That oh. I, It's so it's so funny. I, I never I'm have the sound on. It. I'm, I'm going to retweet it to you right now, John. I never
0: have the sound on when I do this on Twitter. But no, it's. I don't know. I mean, like it's hard to watch
1: because <laughs> yeah, you're sitting in a courtroom while you're on Twitter. That's I'm not on Twitter
0: in the courtroom. We'll be very clear on that. I always have my sound <laughs> off because sometimes I am in a courtroom and I usually just leave my phone on my desk in my office and don't take my phone to court. That makes it easier. <laughs> but yeah. um, no, that's the big thing is just I'm it's a hard game to watch at times because, it you know, if if, the, if that sort of stuff was going on in college basketball, nobody would watch it. Uh and if you know if you did that in high school, they'd tell you to get off the team. Mm-hmm. But it it it's a hundred percent it's not a mistake, it's not a fluke. The NBA is fine with it because otherwise they would call it. They would try to get out of the game, but they're fine with it. They really are just okay with this happening. Um, it's a part of the game that's going to be, and quite honestly, the bucks should flop. I mean, like it sounds terrible to say that. They're putting themselves at a disadvantage by refusing to do something that is allowed and encouraged. They should flop. Giannis should fall down all the time. I mean, he's making 15 of 16 free throws in these games. He should take 100 free throws. He should fall down every time he goes into the lane and act like he's been murdered. Because it works. But he doesn't. Because he didn't grow up in this, and this is what the NBA is. The Bucs are actually tactically making a mistake by not flopping because they don't but right, the Celtics none them, do, none and the Heat fl- do none
1: of them are floppers actually and they get punished for it too they so. really do they don't she, have she, those she, guys
0: they just don't have those guys doing that it's it's just not part of their culture and the way that they're built and the type of people they put on this team but the, the, the Celtics and the Heat are going to the finals oh okay it's the one where he goes flying to the sun
1: yeah that's a, okay yeah that's that's that side one i have know. seen but yes yeah. okay you're, you're correct yeah
0: okay yeah i saw that where he goes off into the space and everything it's yeah. pretty and fantastic
1: then he, he eventually gets into the multiverse yeah uh yeah and yeah. comes and comes out of chuck and ends the video coming out <laughs> oh, of chuck, chuck. barkley's shirt pocket yeah. yeah no right. you're, you're 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 correct too though so i'm like and so and so and and, and that's why i'm going to keep watching because um all right. First of all, I I like Steph Curry. Steph Curry's not unlikable. He is no, he's over like pro- proliferated. He's like the song "Baby Got Back." Out of it's way, it's been pl- it's been played so many times it's crispy, you know. Although <laughs> "Baby Got Back" might be the best example ever of a song that still somehow works when it's played just like you shook me all night long by acdc like somehow uh-huh. like it's not a bad like you can still listen to it but you know what i mean but songs that have been played into the ground and you just don't want to listen to it anymore no matter how good it is you know okay like everybody hates the song hey Ya" by outcast because it got played so much oh, i man. i happen to be an outcast fan man, i don't I hate that era. song that song is great and i was in iraq when that song came out so i did me some sugar I am your I neighbor. No neighbor. <laughs> <laughs> shake it, shake, shake it, shake, shake it, it like it. a Polaroid. Oh, oh. Yeah, that video, that song, it's uh, that whole album by Outcast. Unbelievable.
0: It's pretty great. Yeah, I'll,
1: I'll, I'll prime Outcast, unbeatable. Yeah. Prime Outcast is uh, back to Atlean's, um Southern playlist of Cadillac music. Uh, it, it's it's uh, they're Unbelievable. Anyways, I want to make um, this
0: the, the transition from Atlanta based outcast into the Brewers playing the Braves, but I don't oh, know that there's time I, for I, that yet.
1: I, it's not time for it yet. Okay, let me bring it up a little bit <laughs> later. But anyways, sorry, sorry. So how what were we talking about getting crispy? Yeah, um, well,
0: you're saying I mean it just it should fall. I mean, like the people should flop. We're we're watching this, it's just yeah. That's just the way it yeah. is. And yeah. I and don't that's know.
1: That's not what I was saying. I was like saying something about being crispy, like it's just over and over and over again. Anyways, oh, you're talking so about what I, what I was. What I was gonna, Steph what I was Curry. To. Is, oh, oh Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry. Like the overabundance Steph of Steph Curry he, appearing. He's, getting, and stuff. he's starting to get the LeBron treatment, like because you're just so good for so long and you're like likable for the most part. Um, Steph Curry is even more likable, and uh, because his game LeBron. is
0: also so set up to be like. I'm the kind of guy I just dribble around and I I get open and shoot from way back here. I don't have to and run into played, people. He was or... playing
1: sixth man on his own team because Porter was so hot. I mean, that's uh, that's you know, anyway. So yeah. him and Giannis, you know, Giannis is going to get to that point too where people are going to get burned out on him. But I'm yeah. big on Golden State, but I am um, also big on Luka Doncic, um, because uh, I I like that he got in the head of the Suns and. Pretty much, and, and, and even uh, Pat Bev on his uh, amazing rant this morning on uh, uh, Wake Up on ESPN uh, oh, yeah. putting Chris Paul under the bus. But one of the things <laughs> he said was, he's like, "Well, we weren't afraid of the Suns, you know." Like, <laughs> but he's like, "We weren't afraid of Dallas either." But he even he even said, "We're not. We weren't afraid of Dallas, but you have to be on your A game with Luca, and that's true. Like that yeah. dude will pick you apart, and he has got." some eastern european snarl on him like you can't believe like <laughs> he's a little bulldog and it's fun to watch um and it's fun to it is for the same reason you were just talking about with with uh Giannis uh not taking the flops and not playing yeah. by the same equation you know yeah. him and Giannis and Jokic uh Jokic and Doncic and you know some of these foreign players that are all stars you know it's like Giannis did it last year he broke the code, and nobody knew what to do with him. Now, you know, it, this year was a little bit different. But now it's Luca. You know, like it, exposing this Americanism of basketball. Now it is—it's the only sport we actually own. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. thank you, Jim Naismith. But uh, yeah.
0: baseball—we invented yeah, baseball.
1: Uh, Baseball—it's—it's a—it's de- a—it's it's a derivative of cricket, though. Like you can argue, like there's other roots, like. Uh... Ba- basketball is kind of it's unique really, to the united though. states so
0: no it's, well, it's it, 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 i think it pulls from other areas just because they have a bat doesn't mean they were
1: really that related right but basketball is yeah. truly the American the, the, the america sport right and so
0: no uh, aaron let, let's be very clear competitive eating is america's sport <laughs> well said joey chestnut is an american well, icon
1: well 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 said i just followed a competitive eating podcast today on twitter okay. just because i want to listen i want to hear what they, <laughs> they have a bi-weekly podcast about competitive eating and i just right. I, I just want to hear what they have to say <laughs> that's that <sounds> Yeah, <laughs> more than anything else all right all right what, what you that's about yeah, all we can I'll, take I'll for, shut up for Bucks I, for this be,
0: week, guy. though I think, and we'll we'll get into the whole requiem next week. We'll spend a lot more time on the Bucks as a season, um, and move on from there. But we will move on, uh, like we said, Atlanta. Uh, Brewers are playing Atlanta today. I mean, that's just today, and in one of the the craziest, most Brewers type of game ever, the Brewers win on a wild pitch that happened in the sixth inning, and of course, it's Hunter Renfro making his way from third base without sliding. Because he just went all the way through, no slide. Um, wow. Freddie Peralta gives a gem today, 10 strikeouts. Um, and Williams yeah, looked yeah. good, which is the thing we want to see. I want to see more consistently. But mm-hmm. Devin Williams looks good. Hater continues John, to the, be Hater.
1: I mean, we got Ashby coming out of the bullpen right now. I mean, yeah, p- pitching is not the problem. <laughs>
0: so. No, no. It's been it's been fairly good. Um, man, the other day uh, we had the one where um, – Lauer just gave up that one where they, they took two out of three in Miami, which is which is good. And and you can say like, well, Miami is fifteen to nineteen, but they're a fairly decent club. They got yeah. some they got some hitters on that team.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Jesus Aguilar finding ways to hurt us um, kind of consistently in that series. Uh, Soler uh, had had some nice games. Avi Garcia, of course, another former Brewer down there doing that. Of course. Um, no, I I thought I think the Marlins looked decent. Um, I mean, we took two out of three, but you know, that's one of the reasons why they have the losing records they lose to teams like the Brewers, who are, you know, a twenty three win team. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, no, the, they look good. Uh they were able to get some runs on, on some some guys and some decent pitching. Even the loss was uh nine to three where they were up early and just then they had a four run fourth inning and a four run sixth inning. It's hard to come back from that, but they were up for a bit with the early, uh, I think, the early run in the first inning. But yeah, other than that, they get the two-one win. Uh, Williams gets the win on the first one, uh, so he's two and zero right now. How great is that? You hate seeing him have to get the wins in these games, but that was the one where they just they, they didn't get a lot of scoring. They got the late ninth inning uh, run and were able to pull off the win. It was one nothing. It was a just nail biter that game and this first game just now with atlanta were again the only run is wild pitch in this game but
1: um well that I was like the reds threw a, what, what did i hear today that the reds threw a no hitter the other day and they lost
0: it is the sixth time in major league history that a team threw a combined no hitter and lost uh that right, is and, and correct this reds,
1: and this reds this reds team also put up uh 38 runs against the Brewers in three games and then couldn't score a run to, to close off a no hitter.
0: Correct. Um, what'd they do today? Like, I'm trying to see what their actual record is now because they just had a series against the Pirates, they had some trouble with there, but um, mm-hmm. I don't think they played today, so they were up hey, yesterday. Hey,
1: hey, John, John, sign up while you're looking up the Pirates stuff. I'm really happy the Brewers are going into that, into this kind of starting to go more with the uh hats with the yellow field.
0: I like it on too. The front.
1: Yeah. I love that hat so much in the dark jerseys with the yellow lettering. Oh God. It's such a, <laughs> such a good looking uniform. God, it it's is. a good looking Paul Lucas at UniWatch. I, I hope he would agree with me, but such a clean look. Like now that they've gone back to the Milwaukee Brewers glove. Yeah. Uh, as their primary logo, because they know everybody loves it. It's a great logo. It's up there with the the Expos logo. I mean oh, that and the was Whalers logo. Oh, they, and
0: neither of those teams are there anymore. Not, I know. I just brought up
1: two teams that don't even exist but have some of the best logos ever. The, what was it? The Nordiques? Was the Nordiques the <laughs>
0: had that little N with the stick on it? I don't know if that's yeah, great. Yeah, but, you know, hockey yeah.
1: has some great ones, but uh but no yellow field with yellow field with the Brewer's logo on top of it. It's so clean and then uh, the yeah. dark jerseys with the yellow lettering. Ah, so that the real kind of goldenrod yellow. I feel bad so for the left fielder on day games, but you know, <laughs> that's true.
0: It gets hot in that that side of the field. Yeah, it does. The left
1: field bleachers are empty. <laughs>
0: Here's they're the thing that's game. the most exciting. So the Brewers are now three games clear of uh, St. Louis, who's who's been playing all right still too. Um, let me mm-hmm. just double check. Uh, they're 19 and 15. Brewers are 10 games over 500 at 23 and 13. Um, everyone else in the division has got a losing record, but the the thing that I think is most exciting right now is the Brewers bats have started coming alive. And I, 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 mean, really they, they have, they have turned a lot around. They are sixth or I'm sorry. Are they tied for fifth? No, I'm sorry. They're yeah. Tied for fifth with the Dodgers for OPS as a team right <laughs> you didn't well, I mean, expect the, to hear the, brewers, that.
1: the brewers are the brewers have the same record as the Mets, so they're tied for the best record in the nl and over in the al the yankees are on a tear they're 26 and nine so and then in the al west um the astros have 23 wins but only 12 losses so they have a slightly better percentage and the angels have 24 or 24 and 13 so they have a slightly yeah. better percentage than the brewers oh, yeah. so, that's I mean, the number the that really right matters. There with the Best, they're right there with the best teams in baseball right now yeah
0: and that's record wise that's obviously what matters but yeah. the thing we've always been complaining is like the pitching's been there we need to start hitting they're 16th in the league in batting average and that means that they're essentially in a tie at two batting 234 as a team with the red sox and the rays uh, toronto batting 235 the cubs batting 236 because they started off with uh you know the game where they scored 21 runs on the pirates and stuff like that yeah uh, well,
1: and and, and this will describe the National League right now. So over in the American League, in the in their last ten games, there's there's one team, the Astros, that have been nine and one in their last ten games, and the and the Yankees have been eight and two. Over in the National League, every single team has been six and four, five and five, or four and six, except for the Nationals. And the Rockies, who are three and seven. So there's no hot team in the National League right now. Everybody's like, all oh, the good teams are just, I mean, like the Brewers are five and five in their last 10 games. And that's pretty much part for the, there's nobody who's won more than six games in their last 10 games in the National League right now. So there's no hot team in the National the League.
0: Brewers right have now. won three of their last four though. So there you yes, go. But, yeah, so but in order, much. in
1: order to be five and five in the last ten, that means that they were less than that in the.
0: Yeah, they had a rough that. stretch there with uh, Atlanta right. and the the series in Cincinnati. Atlanta, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, no, but but I mean that's that that's the National League right now. It's like it it seems like it has been kind of a little bit. Ho hum because it has been a little bit ho-hum. There's no team tearing it up right now. There's no team on a 10-game losing streak or anything like that. Two of the bad teams are three and seven in their last ten games, but that's it. You know, the Brewers are only two games better than that. So
0: Yeah, and the Brewers also really starting to hit uh deep. Uh Yelich has been starting to to drive the ball out a lot better. Um third, I
1: mean, third cycle, by the way.
0: Yeah. All against the reds. Season.
1: Yep. All of them against so the Reds. It's that ridiculous. is a unique because the cycle a unique thing, anyways. It's not like a, a it, it, the only thing it really kind of shows is that you're maybe a, uh, you know, a fast, good hitter, right? So you can get that triple, triple, And you can one. get that home run, right? Yeah. So you got some pop and you got some speed. But otherwise, the, you know, if you ever look, read into the cycle a little bit, like it's just more of a statistical anomaly than anything else. And he is now one of the eight people. In Major League Baseball history, to have three of them, God knows yeah. he's young enough to get another one, <laughs> and it'll. Pr- and he's the only one to get it all against one team, and he's the That's only weird. one uh, who has all three, and not one of them was a natural or an unnatural cycle.
0: Huh.
1: A natural cycle being uh, oh, when you see a, a, a single, triple. double, triple, home run in order, and unnatural cycle is home run, triple, double, single. That
0: cycle's order. unnatural. <laughs> Yeah, I think you have to say it like that.
1: The the the, uh, the, the CompuBot six thousand says that <laughs> <laughs> that that's the main not, ingredient is wrong. love. Who's playing around with this machine again?
0: <laughs> nice. Uh, Brewers are tied for second in the in all of Major League Baseball in uh, with forty nine home runs. They're tied with the Angels and the Astros. Uh, they apparently the next have best... the
1: third third best offense.
0: Yeah, they're doing runs. Yeah, they're doing great at actually scoring now. They're really starting to turn into something. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah, and like the pitching, the pitching after, is still there.
1: After they won a wild pitch tonight for the only run. I was like, yeah. Wait, what?
0: That's such a weird game to have. But... I heard
1: that. I heard that today. They're second at home runs and third in runs scored. It's like, no, they're not.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> no, no, you're you're lying.
0: Yeah, that's just weird. Whatever <laughs> it, it is, it, I don't know how it goes. Yeah. But
1: well, they, they've had a couple of games where they've scored a ton of runs, including the against the, what they lose. Uh, I just had it up here. They lost to the Reds. What was that last week? Lost to the Reds, uh, 14 to 11. They yeah, scored that, 11 runs. That was such a weird Corbin, game. Corbin Burns would like if they took those 11 runs and cut them into three pieces and it's put them over <laughs> some of the shutouts that he's been pitching,
0: but <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, so the Brewers get, you know, they they played the Astros or Braves today. They'll play them again uh, the next two days, and then they will get a little time off for they get a off, one game off, one day off, I guess, and then they get the uh, Nats coming into AmFam Clam. Uh, so that should be interesting. The Nationals are weird; like they go on these weird little streaks where they can beat anybody, but they uh-huh. are, you know, twelve and twenty-five. Uh-huh. I mean, they are actually just not a good team. So it'll be interesting see how that goes. They still, they still got some.
1: St- they, it's because they still have some star power, but they sold out after their series, or they sold off after their World Series win. I mean, it's
0: yeah, they lost their a uh, couple guys, and then they they traded the rest of them away after that. <laughs> well, well, that's
1: what I mean, I, and and I heard that because someone was talking about it was someone talking about Craig Council. Oh my God, um, the 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 uh, the chicken runs at midnight. Craig Council thing with Donley his manager from the from the marlins might be the oh my god um jeff levering told that story on the (laughs) game the other night oh my god that might be the saddest thing i've ever heard in my life Well, so so the manager of the Marlins, uh, Donley—I forget his first name—Kevin Donley was that what it was? I don't. know. He was the manager that won the second the, the 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 ninety-seven, what well, ninety-nine World Series that uh, the Craig Council was on the team, right? Right. And so he had lost a daughter uh, from a brain tumor at an early oh, really? age, okay. and uh, she always, when she was younger, she teased when Donley was. Uh, uh, managing that he would cup his hands around his mouth to like make his voice project out onto the field to whoever he was yelling at. So, but the other team couldn't hear him. She's like, what, what's going on? The chicken runs at midnight. And, <laughs> and what, is that what you're yelling? And then, uh, so I'm, I'm butchering this story, but I'm, I'm trying to readers digest it here real quick. So then Craig Counsel when he came on the team, he had that weird batting stance. And so Donley referred to him as the chicken and, um, game seven of the world series, uh, tenth inning, uh, Craig Craig uh, Craig Council, um, his daughter died after that, and then so this World Series comes up, and uh, Craig Council gets knocked in for that uh, winning run from third base to, in the Marlins' win. He crossed the home plate uh, because it was a late game. He crossed home plate just almost right at midnight. So the chicken cross the chicken ran the chicken ran at midnight. Hmm. And they thought it was Lee's daughter sending a message. It's a, it's a it's a oh, beautiful it's it's a that. wonderful story. Jeff, Jeff Levering took us an inning and a half disc or a half an inning uh, telling this story. It was a beautiful story. Anyways, so bring it back. Uh, what were we talking about?
0: I'm not even sure anymore. We were going to talk about you know just moving on to you know they've got games against uh, them and then against the Nationals and we we're oh. talking about how the Nationals traded away a bunch of people. And then you tried to make everybody yeah. feel very sad.
1: Yeah, I know. So the Nationals are doing, uh, the Nationals are more on the, uh, they're on a different schedule than the Brewers, where the Brewers are trying to be in it every year and try and, you know, workshop it as we go. And uh, I think they're, the Nationals are more on the uh, Marlin slash Kansas City Royals schedule, where they'll be good every once in a while and then stink forever. They they really built up
0: that team for a long time and not to spend a lot of time on this because we don't, we're not a Nationals podcast, but. Um, then they finally kind of broke through and then they lost mm. Rendon and they said, well, we can replace him with a couple guys. One of those guys was Eric Thames. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it just kind of didn't work out with some of the moves they made for bats. And then Zimmer or whatever, he just got old. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that, it's just an interesting team that way. But yeah, that's really that's really what it is for baseball at this point still still good watching the Brewers go and they'll break our hearts later that's what they'll do
1: yeah uh, it's just depends fun which uh, which round of the playoffs I'd like if they break our hearts in the World Series this year that'd, that'd be, be nice. fun
0: yeah I want uh um, the only real just Packers get news, there we do have the little bit of Packers news that Jair Alexander has now signed a new deal with the Packers was it four years 84 million it's kind of back loaded by that I mean it's super back loaded so uh, now we have
1: <laughs> the highest paid cornerback the highest paid tackle highest paid quarterback and
0: well ken angles put out that the packers now have i think it's like three or four players who are projected to make 20 million dollars in 2023 or 2024 or whatever it is and the 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 big point is that i don't care um because those numbers are fake and uh, none of it's real
1: and they're not, yeah, not guaranteed. I live
0: in there, the so. multiverse part where those numbers don't mean anything. Apparently, <laughs>
1: right, right? That's exactly. where
0: I am. I'm just, this is not happening. So yeah, <laughs> I I feel, I feel so bad for Ken Engels because he's trying to do such a good job. Well, he's well, looking at it in terms of actual numbers, but the problem is, is that there's a, so many
1: because he's, he's a CPA. It says yeah. that right on his Twitter handle, like certified yeah. public gun Yeah. Well,
0: at some points though, I mean, he's trying to feel sad about things coming up that haven't happened and probably won't happen like mm-hmm. the one thing i'll say is like he did a good job of putting it, i was like here's some things they should they could do that would clear up this money and then they they really did do just most of that mm-hmm. and yeah. that's that's a good point he does kind of poo-poo all the future stuff We're like i don't care about the future money it's not real it doesn't exist I mean, until the, it's been paid
1: the nfl's the only place where contracts don't mean anything for the most don't. part they mean something unless unless, unless you're unless you're the quarterback of the vikings then everything's guaranteed <laughs> all the time <laughs>
0: all right well that's all we've got for all the major sports uh and we're actually going to wrap everything up with a little uh little segment here at the end for our lesser lesser included sports and we like to call this this i say we normally say this we lovingly call this our last call time to look around and get your bearings it's time
1: for the last call
0: all right, for last call, uh, last week I think we talked about uh softball team for UW, the Badgers women's team, was going to go play Minnesota. They did play them. They did beat them. They, in fact, shut them out Ooh. to move on in the uh, Big Ten tournament, and then they lost to Northwestern after that. But getting that win, that's the one with Minnesota. That was 35 versus 31 in the RPI. Um, so that was a good one. It was a nice win. Uh, it's a solid win. Uh, I forget where they're playing in East Lansing. Uh, neutral site wins, so it's good for them. Badgers do get into the national tournament. They will be playing in the bracket in Gainesville, Florida. Uh, they will start off with Georgia Tech, uh, the Rambling Wreck at Georgia Tech. Uh, let's see where they. I'm just trying to see who else was in their little mini bracket here. Um, one second. So they are in there with yeah Georgia Tech and then Canisius. And Florida, they're obviously in Gainesville because Florida is hosting the the regional. There, uh, winner of that group will go on to the group that has Miami, Kentucky, Saint Francis, and West Virginia or pardon me, Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech favorite to come out of there. They're the three seed in the tournament. Florida is the fourteen seed. So I mean, Wisconsin's not projected to really come out of here. They're kind of the third best team in this this mini region here, uh, and so to get to super regionals. They're going to have to beat Georgia Tech and Florida. Canisius is not the problem. Georgia Tech and Florida are going to be hard to beat. <clears throat> but uh, so that's where they are. It's nice they got a win in there and they get back into the national championship again. So that's good. As everybody knows, Badgers don't have a baseball team, but uh, there, there are a couple baseball teams in the D3 groups. Uh, a couple teams from Wisconsin, well, a couple teams for the WIAC and a couple other teams from Wisconsin do make the national uh, tournament. Whitewater will be playing the Milwaukee School of Engineering in the first round. Uh, the other two teams in the bracket are Aurora and Augustana out of uh, Illinois. I think Whitewater is the host team there and should be the favored team. Uh, so UW-Stevens Point will be playing Lawrence as well as North Central. Uh, which is the, the team that won the national championship in football. And then co-college, which I know is in Illinois or probably Iowa. It's in Iowa. And I know that because I had a teacher in high school from co-college. And uh, one time I told him, I was like, I got a letter from co-college. He's like, really? Co-college? I'm like, yeah, it went right, right in the trash. Then he felt sad. Uh, and I felt bad about that <laughs> for two seconds. And then I moved on I it was fine. But yeah, so those teams getting in, it's a, it is a large group that's their little reg- sub-region or the regional champion move on to the super regional and then off on to the the bigger better things so there there is a huge huge tournament UWSP's got a pretty good team generally speaking most years they were 34 and 7 this year uh, Whitewater 33 and 8 uh, I believe Whitewater actually ended up winning the tournament this year though one of the craziest games in this this WIAC baseball tournament lacrosse playing whitewater I'm sorry, Whitewater did not win this one. Um, lacrosse playing Whitewater, and it was a 14-2 to game. 14-12 to game, pardon me. 14-12, 22 hits for Lacrosse, 17 hits for Whitewater, 14-12 win for uh, UW-Lacrosse in that tournament. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, just the, the exact champion who actually won the tournament this year. I think it was the, the Pointers probably ended up winning, it looks like. But uh, moving on to the women's, uh, the Eau Claire Blue Golds win the WIAC and get the automatic bid into the D3 women's softball bracket. Uh, in the D3 bracket, they will be playing in the region with Trine and North Central again. And then I got it. This one's a hard one to Trine. read. Trine? Penn State Barron. So not like the Penn State, but like a lesser not as cool penn state not that (laughs) penn state's cool but uh trine is the one hosting it um and i believe that puts them in shoot what's the city that's in that is angola indiana so they'll be playing trine um so yeah that's what we are looking at here in all of the other kind of things that we've got going on for um softball baseball going on here like we said at some point we'll we'll get into northwoods league but um they gotta get through all the the tournaments and everything here first but that is what we have this week aaron you guys gonna say i was was
1: gonna say john i got something here uh so for you veterans so you veterans out there uh a couple things coming up with uso if you get to the uso Eventbrite page uh where they have things to offer uh this weekend uh The USO has tickets to the Brewers game uh, against the Nationals on Sunday at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I cannot take advantage of that, but if you are a veteran in the Wisconsin area, please get to the USO. uh, Just Google USO uh, Wisconsin Eventbrite.
0: Let me uh, tell you something else about that. If you get onto that group and you're in the Wisconsin USO, um, sometimes I'll, I'll tell you, I had this happen to me. Mark Atanasio cannot make all the home games. So mm-hmm. sometimes he's got the t- his tickets are right. He's got, by got the stuff dug- to do. Yeah. He owns a business and everything, but, um, he's got this tickets right by the, uh, the corner by the dugout. So he can look right into the dugout and everything. When he can't go, he wants those seats filled because they're on camera. and right. So he fills them with veterans when he's not there with his family. Truth. Um, USO called me one time and asked me if I just wanted the owner's tickets, which I said, what is this? Who is this? Is this Aaron? No, (laughs) what's going on? Is this,
1: is this Jeff? Jeff, what are you doing? Jeff? Yeah,
0: it was very weird, but it was, it was an incredible thing because then they just hand you baseballs after everything. So it's just, it was a great time with my kids and everybody would just, Hey, let's go to a game this weekend. Anybody want to sit in the owner's seats? and and
1: i and i don't have that kind of luck so it wouldn't happen but get yourself on the list as as is i can't make it to this uso game myself because we have girl scout stuff and a color run because who does a color run on sundays anyways let's go inhale some chalk anyways if you go to uso wisconsin as well other free tickets up for grab john i don't know if you know this is a thing but uh, next, uh, USO is offering tickets to veterans, and for people who aren't veterans, maybe you should check this out as well. There is a semi-pro, uh, they, they call it uh, Ultimate Disc League. Oh it's, my uh, goodness! Ulti- ultimate frisbee. It's Ultimate Frisbee, and Madison has a team called the Madison Radicals. Um, of course. I'm, I'm, ha- I'm half, <laughs> I'm half tempted to go to this. So it was on Saturday of um it's on saturday of um memorial day weekend uh and the radicals sorry i'm on the main page they play at breeze stevens field uh in madison you know where that's at right john
0: i could probably figure it out i guess
1: (laughs) it's uh it's it's the old field house that's uh on the isthmus uh kind of by james madison park area okay so uh, i think that's the east end i just went to that now too so anyways they are part of the american ultimate disc golf league and uh this is legit like these it's it's nationwide so (laughs) like the, the like and they have some of the best names i've ever ever seen uh the the south is the atlanta hustle the austin soul the carolina flyers the dallas legion and Tampa Bay cannons, the central here. These are some good <laughs> names. You have Minnesota. This is a good one for um, uh, Chicago union. That's a good name. By oh, way. Detroit Detroit mechanics, Indianapolis, alley cats, Madison radicals, Minnesota wind chill <laughs> alley cats. That's awesome. Yeah. In, Indianapolis, alley cats, Minnesota wind chill and the Pittsburgh Thunderbirds um and i love that the minnesota windshield play at seafoam stadium that's brilliant and <laughs> and actually and you can kind of tell i think the league probably started between them and the east because that's some of the oldest teams that date back to 2013 and then east they got the boston glory dc breeze montreal they're international too. montreal royale um montreal royale um uh new york empire Ottawa, love. Cheese. Royale with cheese. Did you know you can get a beer at a drive? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> when we went to France, the first time I was in France, we went to a McDonald's drive-thru. I got a Royale with cheese and a glass of beer, by the way. Uh, and then out west, they've got the uh, Colorado Summit, uh, the o- uh, Los Angeles Aviators, Oakland Spiders, oh, uh, Portland Nitro, Salt Lake Shred. san diego growlers and seattle cascades okay so there's some very good names and i'm half tempted to go check these guys out and actually i mentioned to uh one of the band one of the groups that i have to work with one of the units in the wisconsin national guard that are uh, in the group that i work with now is the band the 132 band and uh i was talking to their writing asensio today and they're about as hippie as you can get as a soldier and I went, and she's from Madison. I said, hey, have you ever heard of the Madison Radicals? She's like, oh, yeah, the disc golf or the uh, ult- the uh, ultimate, ultimate frisbee team. She's like, yeah, oh, yeah, like, it's awesome. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to go check it out. And so uh, despite missing the playoffs, the last two seasons, not including 2020 because of COVID, uh, they did win the league championship in 2018. So uh, Madison Radicals ultimate frisbee sorry not ultimate frisbee semi-professional ultimate team that competes in the central (laughs) division of the american (laughs) ultimate disc league okay so uh, it's worth it i used to play i used to play ultimate frisbee we played a lot of it during uh mob you know that john you know i'd be out there with rent meester and smith you know we and uh uh, tim wilson you know those i mean we played. We we play some pretty competitive games, you know, it's whatever. It's like Flickerball except with the Frisbee. And that's great.
0: All right. Well, thank you for all of that, Aaron. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did you
1: think I could get Ultimate Frisbee into our
0: podcast? Six minutes of Ultimate Frisbee almost. Yeah, I know. Right. Pretty intense. Hot stuff
1: hot this is, i'll shut this
0: nuts. is <laughs> this is just a taste of what's coming my friends uh as there's <laughs> we gotta no... make sure
1: to get we gotta make sure to get them in the twitter this week oh god everybody annoying. better
0: hope that uh the softball team start doing something
1: <laughs> i <guess they're> <laughs> running out of time
0: all right yeah
1: we're, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to at at wisconsin softball and at uh the radicals this i've
0: week, been so. retweeting badger softball quite a bit here so yeah uh, all right, everybody, thank you again for uh, another wonderful week. We're, we're glad to have you with us wherever you're joining us from. Uh, thank you again. But uh, you remember that you should follow us on Twitter, the show itself at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me at Not So Humble Host and Aaron at CheddarTalk. And remember whether you're on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at Johnny one or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.